At the beginning of last episode, I mentioned the whole empty houses thing and how I don't really like the term empty houses. And I was thinking on it and some of you babes messaged me and we talked about it a little bit. And the one that kept coming up was open houses, which I like that a lot better. It because it's open because no one and no planet, no placement is really inhabiting the house. So if you hear me say open houses, that's what I mean. I mean what people call empty houses, but I just think open houses has a little bit more of a, a nice spin to it, but also I think it is more accurate in my opinion because the house isn't empty. It's not void or barren. It's just open. It's open because no one's there right now, but there's still meaning to it. So that's what I settled on. So thank you to everyone who messaged me and we kind of talked about it. That was fun. So where are we now in the journey of the houses? We've gone through the helm, the gate of Hades, the place of the goddess, and now we're in what's called the subterranean or the underground. And if you look where this house is situated, you'll see that it's at the bottom. The fourth house is the lowest point in the chart. It's as low as you can get which is why the name subterranean or the underground makes sense. This is the least visible house in the chart. So it tends to deal with things that aren't seen readily. They aren't readily available. The information within this house is stuff that people aren't really going to know about you just from meeting you a couple times or be able to glean from you just by seeing you. It's really below ground, so to speak. There is no planet that has its joy here. However, this is one of the angular houses. So any planet that is in the fourth house is going to be important or it's going to have a lot of weight in the chart. Since it's the underground or the bottom layer, you can think of any planets here like anchors in the chart. They're what's creating the foundation. They're really anchoring the chart down. Since the name of the house is the subterranean, We know this is an extremely private place. Things that go on here aren't really seen by other people. Like I said, it deals with very private matters or even hidden matters and secrets. We'll start off with some keywords and then we'll expand on them as we go. So family, foundations, home life, property, and endings relating to mortality or just endings in general. So let's start with family and home life, because I think that's what most people associate the fourth house with. They associate it with family right off the bat. So let's start with that one. The second and the third houses were getting us acclimated to the physical and the mental world around us. So now the fourth house deals directly with what our home life and family life experiences are going to be like or were like. Planets in this house will likely set the tone for how we experience our family and also the types of impressions they leave on us. It's said that what you didn't receive in your childhood from your family is what you crave as an adult. For instance, I have Saturn in the fourth house and my family life in my early years was very chaotic and unstable. It went between this kind of mix of it's stable, it's unstable, it's stable, it's unstable. There was always a foundational (laughs) stability there, 
but it was very chaotic and up and down, back and forth. It was kind of a whiplash situation. So now as an adult, I crave actual security, actual stability, and I've ultimately created that for myself in the life that I have now. This house is our first experiences with other people, our family, and those experiences start to form the foundation that is our emotional baseline. The experiences we have early on with our family are going to shape how we relate to others in the future. So since the second and third house covered the mental and physical world, this house tends to cover more our emotional world in a very, very foundational way. We're deeply connected to this house for better or for worse because it's the hidden place. It's a place of formative personal experiences. I gave you a Saturn example, but let's say Mars was there. If Mars was in your fourth house, you might have had parents that were loud and uh, really pushed you in school or in sports. They were really kind of overbearing at times, almost like they pushed you too hard. Or say Jupiter was there. Maybe you had a really big family and that had an impact on how you envision your own future family. And you may even experience luck and abundance through your family if Jupiter is in the fourth. Again, any planets here are going to have a lot of weight because it's an angular house. They're going to ultimately impact your emotional baseline and the type of stability you crave in your adult life. Besides our family and family impacts, we also have hidden things or secrets in this house. This speaks more to family secrets than anything, really. Maybe there's a scandal in the family or someone's will ends up being a surprise in the end. It's also about things that people wouldn't readily be able to know about us just from a first glance. Whatever goes on in this house is going to be concealed from other people until we reveal it ourselves. All of the houses below the horizon line are considered to be more private, but this is absolutely the most personal and most private of all the houses. It's even opposite the 10th house, which the 10th house is the most public in the chart. So it would be really easy to think of the 4th house as having secrets or hidden things, but they aren't necessarily scandalous ones. They don't have to be secrets that like rip apart a family or something like that. It's more just about things that you like to keep to yourself and how you operate in your private world and your private life. It can also touch on things that we treasure and that we keep sacred. There's a sense of, I don't want to say divinity, but a little bit of spirituality to this house because if you keep something sacred, it usually has a deep spiritual meaning to it for you for some reason. This house is also a little bit spiritual, not as much as some of the other ones, but again, sacred things can be found in this house as well. Another signification of the subterranean is property. This extends to the place the native was born, as well as the city, town, or just place, the, the area they think of as home. It can also deal with estates within a family. And that goes back to your heritage in a way. What are you going to uh, inherit from your family? Inheritance usually comes from the eighth house. That's where we put that. But this is more so the property. The uh, where do you call home? Where is home to you? 
And one of the last things I want to mention as far as significations go are the indications of mortality within this house. The fourth house can speak towards old age and the end of a life cycle in various ways. Being that it's the subterranean, it can be thought of as a peaceful and familiar resting place. So let's recap everything we have so far. The fourth house deals mainly with family and forming our emotional baseline. It tells us how we relate to our family and the experiences we likely encounter during our younger years. As we get older, the fourth house becomes more of an indication of what we're working towards obtaining in our personal lives as an adult. Are we trying to emulate what our parents did? Are we fighting against it? and trying to forge our own path, or are we somewhere in between the two? Are we taking the good that our parents did and then kind of still creating our own thing, or do we want to be just like them? Did we love our childhood, and do we want a big family like they had? It really can just tell us how we'll function within our own family circle as an adult. The mortality and ending signification that I mentioned is typically used when looking at transits, not so much natal placements. So keep that in mind. An example would be Mars transiting your fourth house and you get into a huge fight with someone in your family and it causes this rift where you sever ties with them. Endings can be taken metaphorically or literally depending on what's going on in your chart and just a bunch of other factors in the native's life. I've said it before that I don't always like using celebrity examples, and this house is one of the big reasons why. We know celebrities and who they are in their entertainment form. We know what they show, and we take what they put out as their persona as the kind of the end-all be-all of who they are a lot of the time. And when people get really famous, they tend to lean into their privacy more especially when it comes to family life. The fourth house being such a private one, most celebrities don't have a super active fourth house because their lives are so much on display, but also we don't know them intimately like that. So basically what I'm saying is it can be hard to find a good fourth house celebrity example because if you're going through the data banks and you're looking at the celebrity charts that they have, so much of it is above the horizon line. It's almost insane. As I'm going through and looking for examples, I'm like, okay, everything's above, everything's at the top, everything's in the 11th, the 10th, you know, the 7th, sometimes the 1st even. But as you get to uh, the 3rd, the 4th, the 5th is sometimes packed depending on whether they're an artist or not. But it it can be really tough to find a packed 4th house in a celebrity because that means they're kind of to themselves and it's more about home life for them and that's not what a celebrity is. But after, you know, rifling through some charts and looking at many, many sources to verify the experiences of this celebrity, I think I found one that has a reliable backstory and will showcase the fourth house decently enough for our purposes. So our fourth house celebrity, the subterranean celebrity, is going to be Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey has Saturn, Jupiter, and Mercury in the fourth house. Mercury and Jupiter are also in an exact conjunction, which that aspect in itself speaks to his comedic ability and larger-than-life personality from a young age. There's even a story where... 
They say that Jim Carrey wrote to The Carol Burnett Show when he was a young teenager, insisting that he put on the show because he has this amazing ability to do all these impersonations, which we know modern day that he really does. He can move his face in really funny ways, and he's just a larger-than-life guy, which that conjunction with Mercury and Jupiter is, Jim Carrey is the embodiment of it. Another really interesting way that that conjunction played out for him was him saying that he envisioned himself receiving a check for $10 million or some like crazy money amount like that. And then like seven years later, it actually happened when he received his payment for the Dumb and Dumber movie. The Mercury-Jupiter conjunction clearly had an influence on him from a young age. But what about that Saturn in the fourth house? That Saturn placement is where we really get in to the fourth house significations for him. His family struggled financially for a really long time, and there was even a point in his childhood where his family was homeless. He and his siblings would take up janitorial jobs at a factory to help their parents with their financial situation. So Jim Carrey never stopped thinking of his acting or entertainment dreams, but he did have to put them on hold. He did have to do a very Saturnian thing and be smart and do, he was restricted in a way. So in his early years, he was restricted, which is a very Saturnian signification. But once his family became more stable financially, they fully supported him pursuing his other ambitions. So Jupiter, his family was there in, you know, Jupiter in the fourth house, his family was there supporting him, even though they fell on hard times via that Saturn placement. We really see the push and pull between Saturn and Jupiter in his early life. On one hand, he was given this amazing gift of being larger than life and a comedic genius at a young age, but he was also restricted by circumstances outside of his control by his family situation. So in true Saturnian fashion, it's almost like he had to put in the work to be released and then receive his abundance, which he did end up receiving. And even more interesting, since Jim Carrey is older now, we can analyze how this house has played out for him since his childhood. In recent years, he's become more of a recluse, and he's even made remarks that money and fame isn't the answer to your sadness or your depression or what keeps you up at night. It's almost like although he achieved everything that his Jupiter placement craved and desired as a child, having Saturn in the same house makes him realize the restrictions and drawbacks of his abundance. Having Jupiter and Saturn together in any house is going to indicate a push and pull between want and need, excess and essential, work and play, restriction and expansion. It seems that for Jim Carrey, that played out as having a natural affinity towards abundance and knowing that he could obtain it, even being willing to struggle for it, but then learning that fame and fortune has its limitations in what it can truly provide for you. If you look at any interviews that Jim Carrey has done modern day or even in the last couple years, he's really... He almost looks like a little bit hardened or disheartened, and I think that Saturn has really hit him in his uh, older age where he's thinking, you know, I got the abundance, I got everything, but he always tells people it's not the answer, and I think he really looks back on his life, and I don't think he regrets it in any way because he's truly grateful for his abundance. 
but at the same time, he knows that it's a trap in some ways. I think he feels like it's a trap and that he tries to warn people against wanting that so badly because it's not the be-all, end-all, and it's not the answer to everything. And that, my babes, is the fourth house. At the end of the day, it's a house of personal development through our family and experiences within our very personal life. It's going to have to do with your mom and dad and uh, maybe even some other close family members, but your parents are the big ones here. So look at your chart and really meditate with your fourth house and any placements or aspects within it. Ask yourself, how does this relate to me? What sort of impressions did my family and the experiences in my younger life leave with me as an adult? Who or what had an impact on my emotional baseline? And then also look at, are there any malefic or benefics in the fourth house? And how have they impacted the course of your life? If you find any interesting correlations or just come up with something cool, send me a message on Instagram at moonmatters.astro and we can chat about it. All right, my babes, I'll see you all later. Later.